May I speak in the name of the Holy and Blessed Trinity, one God in three persons. Amen. Do you ever wonder how long you spend in your life doing certain things? A quick internet search these days will tell you. You will apparently spend a third of your life asleep. Around 32,098 hours of your whole lifetime eating and drinking. The equivalent of 180 days exercising at a generous count. But 7,709 days sitting down. Some suggest that you will also spend the equivalent of one whole year of your life looking for something that you lost. The exact numbers are debatable, but it can certainly feel sometimes as though we spend a significant portion of our lives looking for that thing that I had in my hand a moment ago. My own time looking for things increased exponentially after I had children. My daughters appear to agree that it is my role to find that which is lost. So I have spent many, many frustrated hours not only looking for my car keys, but their school bags, their school shoes, that form they were meant to take in last week, and so on. In this particular area, one of my more memorable triumphs was when I was in Hong Kong at a conference. While there, I received a text from one of my daughters asking what I had done with her school shoes. It turned out from nearly 6,000 miles away that I could nevertheless locate them. Years later, I still feel smug at my victory. The Gospel reading for this morning is a studied reflection on the subject of losing and finding. Luke has three stories on the same theme. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and in the passage that follows our reading, but which wasn't read out today, a lost son, more commonly known as the parable of the prodigal son. Luke the evangelist is a well-known master storyteller and in chapters like Luke 15 you can see precisely why. He lays before us three stories. A sheep, a coin and a son who all in their different ways get lost. The sheep wandered off while the shepherd didn't notice. The coin was misplaced, but the son quite deliberately went away. You know, if you know the story, you will recall that the younger son asked his father for his inheritance early, then ran off and spent it all. The implication of the story of the prodigal son is that the son lost himself 
There is, in fact, a lovely line in that story where the son has spent all his money. The faraway land he has run away to has a famine, so he has nothing to eat. And as he sat there miserably, Luke 15, 17 tells us that he came to himself. Before that, the text implies that he had been quite, quite lost. In our blame-ridden culture, it is profoundly refreshing to notice that at no point did Jesus point the finger of blame at anyone. He could have said with full justification that the shepherd should have taken better care of the sheep. The woman should have looked after her coins more assiduously. The son simply should not have run away. But he didn't. In Jesus' vision of the kingdom of God, it simply did not matter how people were lost. What mattered was that they were found, and once found, celebrated. The very reason that Jesus told these stories was because he was being criticised by the religious leaders of his day for eating with sinners and tax collectors, people who were beyond the pale, outsiders, outcasts, people whom everyone knew were lost. And not only was it known that they were lost, it was also known that it was their fault. They were people to be ignored, shunned, avoided. The world of Jesus was a world in which the lost were vilified, blamed and criticised. Those who wandered off, those who slipped through the cracks and disappeared, those who ran away deliberately were most certainly never welcomed back again. They found themselves on the outside, alone and excluded. In the kingdom of God, however, with the rules of Jesus, everything was different. The parables stress the insane lengths to which the shepherd and the woman went to find what was lost. The answer to Jesus' question at the start of the parable of the lost sheep, which reads, which one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? The answer to that question would have been, not a single one of us. We are not mad. We would make do with the 99 sheep that we have and leave the one to look after itself. No one in their right mind would ever leave 99 sheep to look for one. Under normal rules, no one would ever act like this. But in the kingdom, the rules are different. Although less extreme, the woman's efforts to find her lost coin were nevertheless intensive. The coin she had lost was a Greek silver drachma. Intriguingly, you might be intrigued to know, in 300 BC, 300 years before the time of Jesus, a Greek silver drachma would have bought you a sheep. 
It was, however, probably less valuable by the time of Jesus. But houses in Galilee had very, very little light. They had low doors and no windows. So looking for a lost silver coin would have been tricky. What you needed was valuable lamp oil in order to help you see into the corners. The way the story is told reminds us for that woman that she looked and looked and looked for her coin. Luke's parables of losing and finding remain rich with challenge for us today. When we attempted to blame those who have wandered off, who have fallen through the cracks, or who have consciously and deliberately gone away, when we are tempted to blame them for being lost, Jesus reminds us that in the rules of the kingdom, everything is different. The point is not how people get lost. The point is that they can always be found again. When we attempted to turn our backs and tell the lost that it is too late, that the moment has passed, that they cannot return, Jesus reminds us that in the searching for the lost, no action is too madcap, no intervention too extreme, no celebration too lavish in the kingdom when they are found. When we allow ourselves to wonder whether, in fact, we might be lost and whether we will ever find our way back home, Jesus reminds us that no one is too small, no one too insignificant, no one is too far away to be found. For centuries, these parables have been called the lost sheep and the lost coin. But I wonder what Jesus would have called them. I strongly suspect that he would have objected to the names, the lost sheep and the lost coin. Because after all, that's not the point of them. I suspect that Jesus would have called them the parable of the sheep that was found, the parable of the coin that was found, the parable of the son who found his way home and was welcomed. I wonder whether actually Jesus might have called these parables the parables of the celebration that you have when you find things. Amen.